Mike. Thanks for coming. We're getting it started in a few. Hi, Kelly. So excited. Yeah, me too. Hey, Kilroy. Hey, Antonio. Hi, Andrew. We'll let it run for a second. Hey there, Creatividad. Hello, Undressed. Hey there, Koala. Hi, Heath. All right, make sure to tweet out the room. Let folks know we're here. We'll get started in a second. Everybody for joining us today. We are here for NFTs for Good. We are a weekly Twitter Spaces that's all about highlighting the builders and founders in the NFT Web3 crypto DeFi space. We do this at least once every week, and you can check out the schedule on our website, www.bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash for dash good. And hey, we know there are tons of stories that always come about not so great aspects of the space, whether it be DeFi, Web3, DeFi, Web3, crypto, and NFTs. But we believe if we keep talking about the positive aspects and how the people behind these projects and movements are trying to make the world a better place by building utility with Web3 technology, we really believe that we can elevate the conversation. So with this show and subsequent shows that we do, We'll be highlighting the people and founders that engage a social good component in what they're building. And we hope that two things can happen from this conversation. One, we hope you get to connect with another amazing builder or founder and, they're, and hear about their courageous journey of going from idea to building in public. And two, be inspired by their stories and know that there are some really great people out here building the new internet. So you can check out our upcoming shows again and sign up for updates at www.bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash for good. Quick disclaimer that all opinions of the guests or hosts may not reflect the views of Blue Studios or this, this Twitter space is for informational purpose purposes only. None of the opinions of the show by the host or panelists can be considered investment advice. Please do your own research, be safe, and make sure you talk to any security and investment advisors for more information on how NFTs and crypto fit into your collectible and ownership portfolio. 
And the show is being recorded so that we can have it on our website as well as other places to promote future shows. Also, happy to announce that we do have our episodes on the major podcasting platforms such as Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. You can also see that on our website as well. Um, Quick intro to me before we get a quick intro from Brooke, our guest. I'm Kelly, founder of Blue Studios. We built a community around education, family, and Web3, and we really believe in redefining what families can do together. Our mission is to pioneer how families invest, plan, and earn together with technology that's accessible to everyone. And a big part of what we do is coming up with innovative approaches to educating and inspiring families to learn together, but also onboard more families in a safe way to Web3. And super happy to be here today. A big reason um, why it's important for me to do this show is to really just continue to highlight the stories and people behind the DeFi and Web3 movement. Uh, Web3 is fast-paced. It's 24-7. And we've had to work harder and faster than we've ever had before. But it's always nice to slow things down and dig deep with amazing guests like Brooke here today. So with that, I will just quickly pass it on to Brooke. Obviously, we'll talk more deeply about your background and how you got here, but would love to get a quick intro from you for the audience. Sure. Hey, Kelly. Um, and hey, everybody. My name is Brooke Lacey. I'm first and foremost a technologist. I've been in tech for the better part of 30 years. Um, kind of started started in web one or maybe web zero. <laughs> um, and now I am, uh, yeah, I'm a consultant. An advisor. I've been doing this for, for many, many years. Um, the transition to quote unquote web three year NFTs was kind of a, a seamless one for me since I've been in crypto since kind of the beginning. Um, and so my my main focus right now is, is educating, um, whether that be for my industry clients or um, or even, you know, smaller startups. It, it really it boils down to education. So, and I have a little bit of a social media following. So, all of that encompasses, um, you know, just one big sort of life in in terms of social media and and Web three. Um, so, I, I love talking about this. I'm also the head of Web three for Megaplex Theater. So that's why we're we're here talking about um, tokenizing rewards for film and, and movies um, because I took that role a couple of months ago and we're really excited about what's what's coming. Awesome. Can't wait to dig in. So let's start out with your origin story. So let's talk about how you got into tech in general um, and then how did you get into Web3 and then also kind of what inspired you to go from, you know, I'm fascinating, fascinated in Web3 to, hey, I'm dedicating myself 24-7 to making this happen, to making, to spreading the word and to just educating people about it. Sure. So I have a little bit of a different story um, than I think a lot of people. And, you know, I, I say my age a lot not to not to say, you know, that I'm old or um, to like harp on, you know, or whatever. But being 46, being a Gen X or, you know, I, I we didn't have computers when we were a kid. Like it was I was 16 before. Uh, I guess maybe I was like 13 before I ever even saw a computer, um, you know, and even then it was just like in the computer lab at high school, you know, going in for, for typing class is what they, or keyboarding is what they called it. Um, and so, I mean, my love of tech was from 30 years ago. Um, and it was kind of this, um, 
it was this escape for me. I had a kind of a, a traumatic childhood. And, and so when I was able to kind of get away from that and sit down at a computer and I just kind of fell in love with the elegance and the solitude of it. So I decided right then and there, like I want to do things with computers, whatever it is for the rest of my life. And, um, I did, I went to college and took computer science classes and, you know, in 1994, college computer science was like assembler code, binary code. It was pretty rudimentary. So, um, you know, over the years, you just have to, you have to keep going and, and keep like, you know, teaching yourself and relearning things. Um, and so my foray, my love of cryptocurrency and, and blockchain stemmed from the 2008 financial crisis. Like, I don't know about, you know, any of you, but I, my family was, was hugely affected by the 2008 housing crisis and um, being a technologist, being somebody, especially a woman in tech, I was able to, to always have a career that, that paid me well. So I didn't really have to worry about it. I wasn't personally financially affected by the 2008 situation, but I had so many family members lose 401k, um, you know, investments and their houses and so we had always been, you know, hearing about digital cash and, you know, the, the rulings in the technology world were that something was coming. And so when the, the white paper and blockchain came along, um, I don't think anything's ever invented. It's really discovered. Um, it's unearthed. And we, it was just this like it was an awakening for, for me personally. So for me, it's all about blockchain. It's all about what, how blockchain is going to change the world. Um, we started mining Bitcoin. Um, we built a couple of computers. Uh, it was really just kind of a, a side sort of fun thing. It was, it was way too expensive. It, it didn't, you know, go anywhere. And so over the years, I've just recognized that, you know, we're, when we say we were early, like we were really, really early. <laughs> and now we're still early. Um, but what I'm most excited about is companies moving their their tech stacks, their tech um, into into blockchain and, and understanding how that's the future um, of this paradigm shift for for companies. So again, like the foray or the transition into what, you know, I'm using air quotes, Web3, um, it was fairly easy and, and kind of a non a no brainer. It, it just went along with everything I was doing. Um, so I have this, I have like 310,000 followers on TikTok for some odd reason. People think I'm funny, but parts of it too is that I teach about cryptocurrency and investing and um, as best I can, you know, before they, they block you on certain things. But um, so when NFTs kind of came about and we were all over on Clubhouse, um, you know, in those rooms learning about it, it just, it, it went seamlessly together. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm a lover of technology. I think it's, it's something that people take for granted and, you know, maybe that's a perspective I have from being Gen X and being the age that I am is that, you know, the perspective is so different for me because I have such respect for it. We didn't have this ability to like contact each other at the speed of light. You know, if I need to understand something, I can just look it up. It's literally in the palm of my hand. Whereas when I was a kid, you know, we had to go pull the encyclopedia off the bookshelf and and read, you know, flip through it. And we didn't have anything like the kids do these days. I have a 17 year old that um, I live vicariously through and use for 
for educational, you know, uh, the understanding of what the kids are, what the, what the kids are doing these days. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, that was a great um, opening. And thanks so much for um, sharing that. And I always, uh, I know when we chatted before and also in your, um, in your uh, profile pic, we, you see the tats and those are all tech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they're super serious. So we, we know that Brooke is all the way in, um, all the way um, in deep in the technical field. So she, she takes it very seriously if you haven't been able to tell. So that's one thing I love. Um, also, let's uh, chat. So let's start with, you do a lot of things. So I'm going to start with the first thing. So you have your company, um, a Web3 blockchain development and consulting firm. Um, so tell me a little bit about your approach um, with your consulting firm and just how you've been working with different clients. Sure. Um, so I think that like to not make it super long-winded, I've been self-employed for the last 12 years. It, it's kind of like been on two different forms. So when I quit my, my fancy job because I realized you know, you know, I was never going to be good at working for someone else. So that was in like 2010. I, I started a computer repair business. It was hugely successful for like a little local uh, computer repair. And then in 2017, um, you know, things just were being built better and, and faster and more and, you know, um, less expensive. So I closed that business and went into IT support. Um, which in it, in itself is consulting in itself is advising small businesses on what they should be doing with their infrastructure and um, and you know assets and then it kind of grew from there into I was really focused on nonprofits um, in the the town that I live in where I'd go in and, and just restructure everything and pull in whether they needed a web developer or a software developer um, or, you know, a, a complete overhaul of their, uh, of their infrastructure and their like foundational software. And then um, it just kind of grew from there. Like, I, I really don't do a lot of marketing or advertising. Everything's kind of word of mouth. I think because when you're a consultant, like you, people have, you have to have like this trust with a consultant or with an advisor. You have to really understand that they have your best interest at heart. And not just, you know, looking for, because it's a, it's a little bit odd to just pay someone for what's in their brain. But that's essentially what, what happens is because I've been able to go down the rabbit hole a little farther than most or faster than most. Um, and, and, and I've got this, you know, huge amount of years of experience and lots of different things. I can then go in and sit and whether it be in meetings or I put together, you know, a a physical strategy, meaning like not just speaking it, but putting it together in a, in a PDF form, you know, whatever it is, um, and sitting in, and bringing in subcontractors. So if, for example, I have a, a client that um, is, to it's not the movie theater, but it's, it's also a tokenization of, um, of like a ticketing type of thing, membership. And so I will bring in a dev, we will pull in a UI UX designer. Um, and we just kind of go through the, the, you know, first things first, then the next, we just go through step by step, um, put together a plan. And then I kind of oversee it. So I almost take over, take on like a CTO role, um, especially for small businesses. And so I don't see any difference between 
you know, a, just a regular company, so to speak, and like a Web3, I don't know, NFT project is, is really just starting a small business. Um, and so, you know, in order to do that, you have to have certain things in place. You have to have a workflow, a technology workflow, and bringing somebody in that, that has that expertise. And I would never call myself an expert, but I have some expertise. And you, when you bring that person in as a consultant or advisor or uh, an interim CTO, you're really looking to them to, um, you know, hold your hand essentially through each step that's that's a little more confusing than the next step uh, or the you know step before. So you you want that strategy. You want somebody to come in that that understands it and and kind of has the um, the chutzpah to to take you from from start to finish, because it's a lot to take on that responsibility of, Hey, I'm going to take your company and, and rework some things and you got to follow my lead. Um, but it's just something you get used to. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but that's, that's kind of the process is, is really just like, it's holding hands. <laughs> no, no. I love to hear about the process. I know that was a great answer. Um, so let's uh, go on to your other uh, role. So you are head of Web3 at Megaplex Theater. So tell us about your role and what you're building over there at Megaplex. Sure. So this came about um, really because of, of the ecosystem that we're in right now. I met people through Twitter and through social media and through events that, you know, in real life events that, um, you know, they contacted me and said they had this idea that they're going to, you know, tokenize their reward system, their loyalty program. And, you know, did they don't have any experience. The, the cool thing about this is, you know, everybody's like, so against, um, you know, um, it, industry money, I guess, coming into the space. But I feel like this is where we can actually do the building because there's there's already something established and they're kind of like, here, just go do a bunch of stuff and see what happens. That to me is disruptive and, um, you know, paradigm shifting because we can, we can take our time and figure out what works and what doesn't work. So that company, um, you know, really they're, their focus is on that or their, you know, their knowledge, their expertise is with this loyalty program and understanding the customers for the theater. So there's, I think there's 19 theaters in total. Maybe I'm wrong. It might be 17 um, all in Utah. So this is a local thing too. Whereas a lot of, you know, NFT projects and tokenization that's for something that's global. So the idea is to get this to work and then hopefully you know, I can go to other theaters um, or even do this kind of on a global level. Again, we're kind of just figuring it out as we go. But I bring to the table the expertise of, of I hate the, the phrase bridging the gap. We all kind of laugh at that, but that's what it is. I'm bridging that between what they're used to in traditional, um, you know, full stock development and the Solidity token gated process. Um, and so we're actually going to mint and, and then token gate the loyalty program and they actually get a physical, um, item that is still under wrap. <laughs> so they're going to, you know, people are going to get something. The utility is so heavy when you talk about tokenizing loyalty programs and memberships. Um, it's not just a, a, a picture that you're, you know, that you're trading. There's nothing wrong with that, but this is, this is so heavily, 
heavy on utility that people are actually getting something. And there's, there's already a community based with film goers where they sit around and they talk about the next film and um, you know, they have meetups. So we're tapping into that, that already set community and group of people that are like really interested in this and then just bringing them with us and saying, Hey, we're going to go on this cool ride and you're going to come with us. And there's this like whole separate world that we're going to bring you into. um, And you're going to get all these cool things because of it. That's super cool. So I, I know you uh, mentioned like just tapping into the communities and just providing them with this, um, just some more vibrant experience. So um, let's dig into that a little bit more. So where do you see the, where, where do you see the intersection of web three and film? And then also what kind of excites you about how media and content can be produced by communities with these new models? So it's a great question. I, I have to always sort of preface that, you know, I go into this as a technologist, not necessarily an expert in film or, um, any of the, like, um, topics or brands, I guess, that, that I help. But I did have the experience of going down, down to the Bentonville Film Festival. And, so I, and I think this goes along with, you know, what I do with Megaplex um, because I, I learn every day. Like I'm constantly learning. I, f- I go find the people that I learn from. And so there's a couple of people uh, that were at the Bentonville Film Festival and spoke on a panel with me. For the life of me, cannot remember... <laughs> her name, but, but I'll remember it and, uh, and tweet about it. But they were talking about how, you know, creating film that is maybe unlockable content or however, you know, taking that middleman away. That, that's what we've all been talking about so much with NFTs and Web3 is taking that middleman away, the, the distributor. distributor. Um, and we don't really, I personally don't think that in the like movie theater business that that's necessarily what they're trying to do um but separately from the actual you know delivery of the film filmmakers now have this great opportunity to do their own stuff just like artists just just like musicians and and put that you know behind a token and and provide it to their customers or their fans a different way something that's you know more of an ownership um that hasn't been before so in terms of like the movie theater and like the, the actual distribution of these products, essentially um, is everything is a product of, or service. And so movies uh, being a product that is being sold by movie theaters, um, you know, putting that into a, a tokenized situation is I think for the fans, for the customers creates that, that more exclusivity, everybody loves being, you know, the exclusivity of the film industry. Um, and so like getting to, you know, maybe see a movie early or getting to um, maybe have a meet and greet. And none of these things I'm guaranteeing will happen with this project. Um, but I see that as the future of this is, you know, going a step further and being able to, you know, trade, buy and sell these, these tokens, the, the, the NFT if that's what they're doing, buy and sell those, be able to trade them um, and and be able to like, you know, have have a different experience with a group of people. Again, it's that that already made community that 
once they've established that, they get to like go back and forth with it. I just see the the future of it as being more exclusive when you kind of gather everybody together. I'm not sure if that made sense, but um, you know, the the it's all about ownership right now, and it's all about exclusivity. Um, and I think film and movie theaters are the best place to start with that. Yeah, it makes sense. No, it makes complete sense. And I think um, this idea of taking the middleman out, I know, like you said, it traditionally has been from a, you know, financial services perspective, but to think about uh, being able to help brands connect with their communities um, directly, quicker, faster, give those rewards, make it more tangible. Um, Because, you know, I was talking uh, to one of my teammates the other day, just about how you know, when you're a fan of something, you really, you really don't get that much in return from the brand. <laughs> you know, when you think about uh, like Comic-Con, people attend a Comic-Con every year and all these things and people are buying costumes, they're spending tons of money on airplane tickets, hotels, buying um, all the top experiences so they can have exclusive things. And you know, there's not that much you get in return for all the money you spend over the lifetime of a brand when you are a super fan. So um, I think tokenization can provide a lot of, um, you know, can provide a lot of ways for people to unlock different levels of fandom um, that hasn't really been thought through yet. But that's just me. Um, so I know um, I'm going to ask you another question. I know um, you and I love it. I know you um, kind of preface that like, hey, I've, I'm not necessarily, you know, speak for the brands, but I'm going into this as a technologist. But I think I'd love to give your insight, um, even as a technologist on this. When what are some of your predictions on when we'll see the next Web3 film in theater or the first one? I mean, um, you know, what are some cool initiatives that you're starting to see um, in the industry? And um, I think that we'll also need to have a, a blue Web3 film festival at uh, Megaplex. So I'm for putting- sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to hear about some of your predictions around that. I think that, again, like, knowing the trajectory of the way that things have worked over the last 10 years or so with blockchain, it's so hard to say, right? Like I, my prediction of course has always been uh, eventually when everybody realizes that this is the way to go, (laughs) that this is going to change the world, then we're going to see all of the things Um, in terms of film and um, you know, the web three movies. I mean, there's already, there's, there's already so many things that, that are happening that even, you know, people in the know don't know. So like I predict in the next six months, there's going to be an explosion of all these different ways of utilizing web three and, and tokenization and blockchain in film, especially um, and music is, is like, you know, some of these things haven't really worked very well. Meaning over like last year, the first project I worked on was an Algorand marketplace. You know, Algorand's a great blockchain. It, nobody's buying NFTs on Algorand, but it doesn't matter because it was still really like a disruptive uh, way of doing things. So we have to it, like nobody knows how to do these things perfectly. But that being said, I really believe that in the especially in the film world that because it's an ownership you know, situation that people are going to figure this out quickly because it's such a need. We technology and, and, um, you know, innovation goes quicker when there's a really need for it and a really strong desire for, for that innovation to actually happen. That's when people 
get together and they put their heads together and they make different things and, and it fails. And then they, you know, learn from that and it fails again. And, you know, th that perfect process that's when, when people need it, when they want it so badly, that's when, that's when things move quickly. And I know that about the film industry is that, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot of people at, the, there's not a lot of people at the top, but there's a lot of people who want to create and provide that entertainment for people. And knowing that the, that this is sort of solving an ownership problem. I think people are going to catch on really quickly. I'd say in the next six months to a year, you're going to see a lot of like, web threeifying uh the film industry yeah totally um but yeah so we'll definitely have to talk about that blue web three film festival so we'll, for sure we'll <laughs> have it sooner rather than later <laughs> i'm gonna put that out there i want to say thanks um just want to jump in and say thanks uh the new folks who've jumped in hey kim thanks for coming um we see chris um who's actually going to be uh, coming up on one of our upcoming shows in a week or so. So good to see you there. Um, I see we have HS, um, Crypto Uncle, good to see you, Jiu-Jitsu Pro, Tasmaniac. Um, we have a, I think, I met a mass, you showed up as well. Bitcoin Bear Club. Thanks again, everybody, for showing up. Um, so I'd love to talk about, um, you know, what uh, chains you're building um, as a, as for your solutions for Megaplex, and also why did you choose that chain or or multiple chains? Yeah, I mean we're keeping it simple, and it, we're just we're using Ethereum. I think because this is, um, you know, it's new for a lot of people, so we're just going to keep it as simple as possible. Um, I really am all in on on OmniChain right now and like building that that out, but I just I don't think things are are perfected and I'm not saying they should be per perfected before um, being used, but when you're, when you're really more focused on the, the, the process, then it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter what, what chain it's on. Um, but yeah, but Megaplex is just, you know, using Ethereum and then, um, you know, we're still debating actually whether to attach like to be able to use a credit card because uh, it's like oh it goes against web3 but but what is it we're really doing here you know what is the the main goal here it's to get people to understand this process and then move in the future to um you know full-blown crypto so we're still working that out um but yeah we're just keeping it simple i personally like i said i built a uh, my team built an algorand marketplace last year and I, I love that that chain. Uh, I love Tez right now because of you know how the art world is just blowing up on Tez. Um, but yeah, for for Megaplex, we're we're just keeping it simple. Awesome, that's always the way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so I want to just also let everybody know to start thinking of some questions that you might want to ask. Um, a brook here, make sure for those of you who might be a little camera shy and might not want to come to the stage, you can also DM me your questions and I will read them here. Um, also, I want to let folks know that for attending here today, uh, make sure to stay to the end so that you can get that $50 Unstoppable Domains credit um, for attending here today. So make sure to stay to the end um, so that you can get that credit. And I'll let you, and if you haven't gotten it before, I'll let you know exactly uh, the steps in order to take in order to get that. Um, so I actually had a question from the audience. 
um, from Bitcoin, Bitcoin Bear Club, um, 729.nft, um, said, hey, good day. Can you ask the guest with everything going decentralized, how do you fight piracy? Hmm. That's a really good question. Put on the spot. How do I fight piracy? Yeah, no, that's a tough one. Very I don't hard. know. Uh, Ask hard questions. <laughs> no, I love hard questions. And and I'm not one to, like, shy away from saying, like, I don't have a great answer. You know, like, I don't have all the answers. I know that um, I spent many years um, not, let's, how do I put this, like, delicately? I spent a lot of time as, like, a gray hat where I didn't quite, it was like I kind of ran the the edge of of thinking, you know, maybe piracy isn't all that bad, but also wait, that's, that's not ethical or, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure with, with decentralization, I think um, everything's is more self-governed. And so you have to trust people and there has to be a lot more, you know, integrity. Um, so I don't know. I, I think decentralization is putting a lot more uh, trust into people, which I think is scary in itself, but it's a trade-off. So great question. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> great answer. Other than that, like, like we, you just have to be, um, you know, I guess diligent and make sure that you're educating people, um, and and hopefully, people do the right thing. But we all know that that's not going to happen all the time. Yeah, no, it's definitely tough, and I think it's tough because it's it's you can think through all the scenarios in advance, but it's not until you launch that you see where the holes are <laughs> exactly you, you see where people kind of you know go around certain like uh walls that you put in place uh so yeah it's a it's, it's definitely a tough uh challenge especially for a lot of creators um i know for nfts like you said with ownership you know that idea of like it's it's yours um if you own like if whatever you own is actually yours, I think can help with that. And being able to verify on chain ownership, I think is one step toward fighting against piracy, but it, it's obviously it's still challenging. So that's definitely, thank you again, Coin Bear Club for that question. Um, and definitely anybody else feel free to jump in and ask questions as I continue. Um, so Brooke, I would love to hear from a tech perspective um, what are some of the challenges um, of building solutions in Web3 for the theater and movie industry? And how have you been able to uh, overcome some of those challenges? I think the, the biggest thing right now, and this is just from my experience, and, um, you know, it, honestly, it's across the board with, with corporations and companies who, you know, aren't use, utilizing blockchain, is it's usually always the... Um, the lack of expertise or experience that their web two developers have. And the, honestly, I'm, I'm really big on like um, the, the soft part of technology, meaning you have to kind of retrain your thinking before you can actually learn to code in blockchain, you know, learn to code for, for web three um, because it's a little bit, like, you know, it's a little scarier where, oh, it's immutable. And, you know, once you deploy, you deploy. There's no going back and changing anything. So changing their sort of mindset has been has been a challenge. Um, they, you know, a lot of times coders get into a rhythm. That's why we love technology, because it's it's kind of black and white. You get into a rhythm and 
um, and don't want to really, you know, sway from that. And so that's been a, that's been a challenge is taking the the web two brain of the software developers that are, are already there and bringing them into this, like whether to get them to to want to be there or understand why we're doing it. So there's a lot of like, you know, educational hurdles there. Not just saying, okay, now we're going to put this into place. It's more of a, okay, now let's have this meeting to talk about why this is a thing and why we want to move in this direction so that they can actually get on board because I can't really teach anybody anything unless they want to learn it. So that's definitely been a hurdle. Definitely, definitely. Um, we have Antonio coming up to the stage to ask a question. Hey, Kelly, thanks so much again for, for doing this. This is a, um, a a treat for me. I look forward to it every week. And Brooke, thanks for coming on through um, and, um, you know, meeting with us and giving us a little bit of insight of what you're doing at Megaplex Theater. So uh, it's much appreciated. Um, I'm also applauding on my end as well because um, I'm a millennial myself and you're not alone when you... Uh, spoke about taking keyboard in one and two uh, throughout the K through 12 education or in uh, junior high and high school. That was one of my first introductions too. So just letting you know, you're not alone. <laughs> uh, I but, love that. Thanks, Antonio. I feel yeah, good about it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm learning so much. And um, I also think it's really cool too that you all are, um, that Megaplex Theaters is giving you the the freedom, right, to, to learn and iterate and build on a loyalty program. So I think that's really cool. And um, as you were talking, you mentioned a little bit of uh, some of the variety of potential rewards that you all might be doing, like, um, you know, customizing the program to fit the the needs of the built-in audience that you all have. So whether it be meetups, unlocking content, um, giveaways, spin to earn to enhance like the theater experience for certain groups, kind of so like, um, incentivizing their participation. But my question is, and I know this is a fairly new role in, in taking into consideration that the audience is getting back from, um, you know, uh, the pandemic for the last year and a half or so. Um, has there been any concerns or um, hesitance or reservations regarding the loyalty program on how you all will approach it or to help onboard um, potential customers to to the loyalty program? Is there going to be like a, a specific market plan that you all think you can discuss or is that kind of under wraps? Thanks again. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I think there's a, a few questions there, but I will say, yes, first of all, it is very, very cool to have a client that's like, hey, just you know, try all this, like they're just, you know, on board completely with, with web three and, and blockchain. And they're just like, here, you know, do, do what you will. And so that that's lovely. Um, I don't take that uh, lightly at all. I think that, uh, so the question about like the, the go-to-market plan, the, the great thing about this is that there's already a loyalty uh, program. There's already these people that we can market to. Because remember, this is all local. It's a, a movie theater in group in Utah. So this is a local thing. And so going to those people who are already um, a part of the loyalty program, that's 
you know, already a market that that we can go to. We're not we're not trying to reinvent the the wheel, reinvent the market. Um, and yeah, so it's it, it's really just a matter of communicating. You know, this is what we this is the the best medium. I I think is is audio. Um, but if you if you can't do audio, there's uh, you know Twitter's is a great place to actually just get to your community. So. You know, I'm I'm also working with them on on Twitter strategy, um, you know, which really is just making sure you're communicating with people. But yeah, that loyalty program that's already done is is where we're tapping, which is incredible. And yeah, there's definitely some some physical stuff that that people get um, may or may not revolve around popcorn. I don't know. Um, I cannot confirm nor deny whether it has to do with, with the snack bar, but you know, these people who are passionate about something, especially going to movies, um, are, are, you know, we're already there with the market. So if you find like an industry that, um, that you know about or that you're passionate about, you know, maybe see if they're bringing blockchain to that industry, um, because, you know, anybody can benefit from it, but you've already got this established market. Does that answer your question? Absolutely, very much so. And um, I'm nodding as you were saying, it might include a little bit of popcorn, but um, yeah, I, I think what you all are doing is great. And again, kudos to you and uh, Megaplex Theaters. I think this is going to be great. And the fact that it is local um, within the community and, and starting here and then eventually scaling out um, I think that's a great start and um, the sky is really the limit as people become more and more aware of what Web3 can do and tokenize rewards and kind of tie it in with um, real life things and experiences. Um, I'm excited for what you all are going to do. Thank you. I, I am too. Like there's, there's just the sky's the limit. It's going to be incredible. Thanks, Antonio. Oh, thank you, Antonio, for that question. Now on to Kilroy. Come on up to the stage. Hi. Uh, good day, ladies. Uh, good day to you, Kelly and uh, Brooke, and uh, to all our listeners. Yeah, uh, I truly relate to uh, what you said uh, uh, the first time that uh, you were a Gen Xer. And uh, yeah, and, uh, as, uh, as a fellow Gen Xer, uh, we have been witness uh, we have been witness to the birth of uh, modern technology from uh, from uh, from, uh, from uh, the cassette to to uh, to the modern media now that uh, that uh, stores those data and uh, yeah and uh, my question is uh, how is this technology gonna impact uh, the the movie experience as well as the profitability? of uh of uh, owning a movie nft because uh i see here that uh, uh watch and earn is uh is a uh, gonna be free so that's all thank you sure i no i love that i i don't think we're we're going the watch and earn just yet um i'm a big fan of of gamification of literally everything i think that our lives are gamified right like i have to gamify uh, life for my kid just to motivate him to do things. So don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of game, gamification. I don't think Megaplex is really going to go in the direction of, of watch and earn, but I, I like that idea. Um, you know, it's sort of the, 
the monopoly remember we had to go to our mcdonald's monopoly go and get the the sheet and like every time you buy something you'd get like everybody loves games so i i don't see that you know not being an option in the future but um yeah it's it, we definitely there's certain generations that had it had it the best because we have such an appreciation of not having anything growing up to, you know, to now being able to um, communicate with, with my kid. I'm in right now and he's back home and I can talk to him at, you know, at any moment. So we never had, we never had that opportunity. So yeah, I'm not sure if, if that, if there was more of the question, but um, the watch to earn is not, not going to be part of this iteration of the tokenizing um of the movie theater loyalty program but definitely something in the future to think about thank you very much thank you very much and uh um uh, i'm looking forward to your project and uh and uh supporting it thank you very much yes thank you for the question kilroy um we have another question from metamask ox um, also known as 147.wallet he said, good day. Can you ask the guests, do you think streaming giants like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, et cetera, will change their business model toward this new technology? I believe that this technology that we speak of, blockchain, uh, will be adopted by every company, no matter what. So my answer is yes. Uh, do I... Do I see that happening, I don't know, six months, a year, six years from now? I'm not sure. But, you know, blockchain and tokenization is not going anywhere. If anything, it's it's absolutely going to replace every single thing that, that we know right now. Um, but the streaming services, I mean, definitely. Do I have an idea of what that would look like? Not really. I, I honestly don't. I, I think, you know, there'd be token-gated sort of unlockable content. Um, or maybe the membership program starts going a different direction. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just not sure. But yes, I believe truly in my, my heart of hearts. I've seen the future and it's blockchain. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the answer. And also thank you for the question. Um, so I'd love to uh, ask another question. Um, and this is from me. Um, so I know a lot of people, um, especially even people in the audience are, you know, they're in, they're starting to be more interested in Web3. They want to work on something. They want to start something in Web3, um, but they believe they don't have any relevant skills. Like, what would you say to those folks? I think that, that every skill is a relevant skill because these are really just small businesses. So if you are somebody who likes writing or if you're somebody who likes um, even doing the admins type of things, like every skill set is needed in Web3. We have to remember that like us as technologists, we kind of like laugh a little bit about talking about Web3 as if it's just like a, a giant ecosystem. It's sort of a this this time and place, but really it's the technology. Like Web2 is is not on-chain technology. Web3 means that it's technology that is on-chain um, and so bringing people and companies into the blockchain world requires every skill set. So if you're looking for like a way, I'm using air quotes again, you can't see me. Um, I speak with my, my hands. So sometimes Twitter spaces are hard because, you know, in, if you're looking for a way to sort of make the jump into Web3, quote unquote, 
you know, you've already gotten there just by listening to this conversation, just by following Kelly, you know, just by understanding where we're going with this process, you're already here. You're already a part of this. If you're looking for like a specific job in Web3, there, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do. I personally, you know, I think that everyone should learn at least the basics of computer programming. Um, and that's just across the board, no matter what. Learn the basics of computer programming and then go from there. Whether you go the direction of, of like learning Solidity or learning Rust or React or, you know, any of the things that we utilize in this, in this space, um, th that's great. But having an understanding of the technology um, underneath everything. And then maybe you'd go and do community management or project management or admin, like, like anything that you can think of we need in this in this industry because really it's it's nothing it's no different than any other industry other than the technology behind it so every skill set is needed here love it thank you for that answer as well um now this is kind of like a more broad i guess bird's eye view uh, level of the industry so where do you see the broader role of crypto, NFTs, Web3, and their impact, where would you like to see it go? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> where would I like to see this go? I really, really believe in this tokenizing of, um, you know, loyalty programs. I think that that having a true audience, whether it's a, a customer base or social media audience, um, I really I really believe in this, like, um, you know, we're all in it together kind of thing. And so I would love to see it in the future be the basis. Like, I, I want everyone to be a technologist. So if that means we we create these sort of educational hubs, kind of like what you're doing, um, and, and bring everybody along with us, it's kind of like knowledge brokering. Um, I did not make up that phrase, but I am obsessed with it. Like, we are knowledge brokering. The YouTube generation are teaching each other. You know, there's stuff that my my kid will tell me, and I'm like, "Where did you learn that? Like, that's the most amazing, you know, piece of information I've heard." Oh, I, you know, heard it on on YouTube, and then verified it somewhere else, and you know, went and and started looking it up. Even stuff that's maybe not correct. Let's just say false information. At least it's getting people to understand and like go and research and and um and truly like you know, just understand it for themselves. So personally, I think that's the, the future of this is, is that it's going to provide a, a better way of, um, of knowledge brokering and learning the technology so that when we are building things, it, that's a foundational, like, um, you know, career path, I guess, is, is helping people to understand what they can do in the future and how to like better their lives is always going to be based on how they provide for themselves. So if you can learn the technology that isn't going away, right? Like this is the newest thing, sort of like being a part of the dot-com boom in the nineties, um, you know, having that experience was able to push me forward into, um, you know, everything else that I did. So I'm not sure if that's, um, you know, specific enough, but I just, I always go and, and look at the technology. If people can really understand this and, and be excited about it, then everything else is going to be, um, you know, just gravy. Love that. Um, so I know, uh, do you have any, you know, 
you know, we always love to hear new news here. Um, we were wondering if you had any new alpha or something new that's on your roadmap that you can possibly tease today. We've, we'd love to hear what's coming next for you. Definitely. Um, you know, I would love to give all the information about Megaplex, but the, the, the whole thing is that it's local. So hopefully, you know, my plan is to take this to all the movie theaters and, and do what we can with it. Um, you know, it's definitely not proprietary, but it's something that, you know, if we can perfect it now, then I can take it to other theater groups around the country. Um, but for me personally, um, I'm really excited about a couple of different um, tools that are being built. Just I'm a, I'm a, um, another client. I actually am. I took the, the role of a CTO for a cybersecurity platform that is going to um, hunt threat detect uh, threat actors and um, and really protect the the industry. So that's really exciting. I wish that I had like alpha that um, you know you, you could like you know flip and make money. That's not really my jam, but uh, I'm just really excited about all the the tools that are coming out. Um, you know, a bear market really does uh, push the builders. So there's the educational platform that I'm a part of. There's a book that's being written by a friend of mine named Jesse um, with Filebase, and that's going to be really cool. I'm going to write the forward to her book, and so that's going to be out in the next couple months. Um, the really cool stuff is that I really love in real life. I, I love to moderate panels and uh, and speak on panels, so I get to travel the country now and, um, and go to these in real life events. There's one this weekend. So I don't know if it's great alpha, but I just know that the future is really bright in this, in this industry and, um, you know, just stick with it because we're having a lot of fun and, you know, to be a part of something this new and this exciting, I am, and that's the alpha right there is don't go anywhere. Don't get discouraged. You know, it may sound like Kelly and I know all this stuff that, you know, that maybe you don't, but really we've just been doing technology a little bit longer. And like I said, going down the rabbit hole a little farther than most. So we can then come back and, and tell people about it, but just keep going. This is, this is the place to be, learn some technology, learn some blockchain um, and your, your life is going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. No, I love that, um, on that you shared a lot about more resources, tools, et cetera, more ways that folks can get knowledge as, as your alpha. So I really love that about you, Brooke. <laughs> and I always, um, you know, you're so gracious. You're always like trying to um, connect people to others in your network, but we'd love to end with an ask and just how can the audience support you and what you're building? I, I never quite know what to say because I feel so blessed, like hashtag blessed, right? I'm, I'm so incredibly um, like my cup runneth over. So I think my ask is to really support um, the devs in, in this whole world, like um, especially women devs. And I don't even know what that would look like. Maybe encourage the women in your life to, to learn technology. Um, but for me personally, I, my ask is just to, to be good people and, um, and, and love what you're doing in life. Cause that everything just comes back. You know, it's like what goes around comes around. So I, I don't have a specific thing. Like, I don't know, go follow me on TikTok. I don't, 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Follow me here on Twitter. Like that's yeah. my ask. Is that so dumb? But, <laughs> I just I'm really like everything that I have, and um, you know, I'm not asking for for anything, you know, outlandish. Um, just support the people in your life. Support the women that that want to go into technology, whether it's your kids or your sister, or, and even people my age. Like it's never too late. I love that. No, definitely. Life is a life is about lifelong learning. So um, never too never too old to get started. Never too old to jump into something new and um, open and widen your horizons. So thank you so much, Brooke. And for everybody here today, um, in order to get your fifty dollar Unstoppable Domains credit, and again, if you've been here at a previous show and you've already gotten a credit, it's fine. Just you can get another one. We we believe in you know, incentives and rewards. That's the basis of Web3 <laughs> is all about incentives. So we love to do that here. And um, we love to just, you know, give everybody here a little bit of something for, you know, spending time with us here today. So make sure that you go ahead and click on Blue Studios Labs um, inside of this inside of the Twitter space, click on send direct message and let us know that you attended today's space and we'll send you your unique promo code so that you can redeem your $50 unstoppable domains credit, which allows you to have um, web three domains. Um, so just unstoppable domains is just like the GoDaddy of web three. And so you can basically um, go ahead and claim your unique place in this big web three internet. So make sure to take advantage of that and DM us um, before the show is over. Um, also, I uh, want to thank everybody for coming today and also thank Brooke for sharing her story, sharing her insight and just all of her wisdom and knowledge um, for being, um, I don't want to call you a tech veteran, but um, for being a tech veteran in this space and just um, doing um, so well. Actually, actually, I have another um, question that just came up from Hollow Web 3. Um, so someone said, any opportunity from indie movie slash amateur movies to launch there? So I guess they're asking about folks who are, you know, more so in the indie space. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, Megaplex is a is a theater, like a, a movie theater. So you'd even think of them as a distribution channel. Um, and so not in the actual like film industry, but that they are there are definitely, um, you know, groups out there that are that are working on this. I know David Bianchi um, is somebody who's really heavily into the, the film and, um, spoken word web three NFT space. Um, but, but for my project, for this company, it's more of a distribution, more of a, um, you know, the, the customer base. So I, you know, are they, are they doing in, you know, indie films? Um, no, not right now. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the question. Halloween web three.x. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, so thanks again to everybody who attended today. Um, thanks for attending NFTs for good. We're a weekly Twitter spaces. That's all about highlighting the builders and founders in the DeFi, web three crypto and NFT space. We do this at least once every week. And you can also check out the schedule on our website, www.bluestudios.io backslash NFTs dash for dash good. So thanks again to Brooke. Um, thanks for all the work that you do every single day to, you know, just 
be a tech evangelist and bring more people into the space and especially into the web three. And so thank you so much and just keep up all the amazing work that you're doing. And we, we can't wait to see what you continue to build out in the space. Kelly, I appreciate you so much. I'm such a girl fan of yours and oh. I I'm just really, really grateful that we're friends and you had me here. Um, I'm just, you're, you're such a gem. So I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate you as well. So thank you for the kind words. I'll, I'll take as many as possible. <laughs> so right, thanks. Thanks again, again for attending. And I will see everybody on Twitter. Have a great evening, day, afternoon, wherever you might be tuning in.